Heyo! Welcome to Build to Be You. My name is Michaela, and I am so pumped that you're here. I made this podcast so you can uncover what it means to be you and learn how you can fully step into your potential while trying to navigate your 20s, overcoming previous failures, learning to face your fears, dance with your emotions, and take messy action in order to build and become the best you. You can expect a little bit of mixed up love and a whole lot of real talk. But let me just say, this journey is so much more fun with the bestie. So buckle up and let's do it together. We are going to be doing something fun and a little bit different than how I traditionally do episodes. And this is going to be part one of a part three, potentially part four series, depending on your feedback and the value that you're getting from these episodes. But this series is all going to be about self-sabotaging behaviors, because I think it's really important to step into the space of ownership and realize that a lot of the roadblocks that you encounter in life have the common denominator of you. But the most beautiful part of that is when you realize that if you are the problem, you are the thing standing in your way, you are the one doubting yourself, you are the one playing small or holding back, you also get to be the solution. And that is such an empowering perspective to really just really buy into and believe and hold on to as you are navigating this wild ride called life. But before we dive into the juice of today's episode, I wanted to remind you of the opportunity that you have to jump onto my text list. I send out weekly, you know, sometimes a couple times a week text messages, just as a little inspo, pick-me-ups, reminders. Sometimes they're the gut checks that you needed in the moments when you didn't realize you needed them the most. I know you know what I'm talking about. When you read something or you hear something, you're like, holy shit, is Michaela living in my brain right now? And it's just me sharing with you things that are navigating and happening in my life and how you can, you know, really step into that ownership mode in your own life. You know, just having those thought-provoking questions, making you think deeper or go deeper through journal prompts. Um, So you can join the text list at 515-400-3503. Again, that is 515-400-3503. If you're like driving, walking your dog, picking up some dog poo, (laughs) sorry, sometimes that happens when I'm like listening to podcasts and I'm like, wait, I missed that back 30. You can go down to the show notes and you can find that number as well. Or you can slide into my um, IG DMs and I can get you connected into the text list that way. So anyways, let's dive in to the juice of today's episode. Again, this is part one of potentially four part series, all about self-sabotaging behaviors. And today we're going to start off by talking about your career. And I've been supporting a lot of, um, my nurse coaching clients lately who are in a career transition phase or they're in like the pre-deciding thinking about making a career pivot. And a lot of the conversations we have go along the lines of, I'm just so unhappy where I'm at, I need to make a career change. And usually my first response is, okay, if you were to make a career change right now, what would actually be different? And why do you feel like the time is now? And these two questions are so incredibly important with any big transition that you are getting ready to make because it's really important to like sit and have and spend time with that feeling and that urge and that desire and that gut rumble of like, do I actually need to shift? Do I actually need to change? Because a lot of times what happens or what I see happen is that somebody makes a jump to another career. And then once that shininess or that newness wears off, you end up in the exact same boat thinking the exact same thing to yourself. Man, I'm just so unhappy. I'm so unfulfilled. I have no desire to show up. I'm so burnt out. And when you know the what and the why going into a new transition, you're better able to make the decisions around that transition to fully support you in the season that you're in and the person that you're hoping to be coming. And I say this also out of personal experience. I think back to myself 
when I left my full-time bedside nursing job back in November of 2021 to jump into the travel nursing world. I was telling myself, yep, surely this will fix my burnout. You know, travel nursing check marks all the boxes for me. I get to travel. I get to see all these new places. I get good pay. And guess what? It did until it didn't. I, because I had the absolute worst burnout I had ever experienced about six weeks into my 13 week contract. And I think of that contract as the rock bottom moment of my nursing career. I remember so vividly, it was one night I was on night shift and I was sitting on the cold floor of the locker room. Yes, gross, I know. But I had a pounding migraine, something that I hadn't dealt with since high school. I had just thrown up on the other side of a curtain in a patient's room into a trash can. I went to the charge nurse and I told them how I was feeling and they said, well, we need you to stay. And they were like, you can go take a minute, regroup, but we can't have you leave. And I was in the locker room and I was sitting there on the cold floor, my head resting against the lockers behind me, my bloodshot, teary-filled eyes and my pounding head. I let the tears stream down my face and I looked up at the ceiling And I made a promise silently to myself in that moment that I will never, ever feel like this because of my job ever again. And I got on a virtual therapy session a few days later and bless my therapist. I snot nose sobbed for our entire 50 minute session. It didn't help that I got onto our session after a night shift. So not only was I sleep deprived, but I had zero control of my emotions. And I said to her, I'm so tired of my job feeling so transactional. I don't feel like I'm making a difference and that's not why I became a nurse. And I didn't realize in the moment the commitment that I was making to myself. But looking back, I'm able to connect the dots. And after that contract, I was so intentional about the next contract that I pursued. I even drugged my feet. I had cold feet about signing another contract because I was terrified of going back into that cycle of burnout, of feeling just the emotional and physical despair and disconnect that I felt during that contract. And ever since then, I've been so intentional about looking at things like my schedule, the shift, the acuity of the patients, the ratios, the location, the assignment details, and all of those things. And I started to ask myself, What do I really value in my place of work? What is important to me in terms of an external environment? Uh, You know, coworkers, support, management. What routines and habits did I give up during that contract that I knew were foundational for me, but I just didn't have the energy to keep up with? What kind of shift or hours do I want to work? What skills do I want to continue to practice and implement? What new skills do I want to learn? And that's just a glimpse into my story and my rock bottom. And I'm able to sit here now talking about self-sabotage in your career because I went through those moments. And my hope is that I give you the spark of inspiration and hope that where you're at is not where you're stuck. You don't have to settle for good enough because you don't know what great feels like. And my trusty old pal Google shares that self-sabotage by definition is undermining your success despite your own wishes, dreams, or values. And let me just say this, friend, by staying in a career that tears you down, making pivots into something because it should be, quote unquote, the thing, climbing the corporate ladder, going back to school because that's what society deems as successful. Well, my friend, that is your own form of self-sabotage. You lessen your success despite what you value, wish, or dream. 
And you have to start by understanding what your core values are. You have to start by allowing yourself to dream. If you had the perfect job where it checkmarked all the boxes in your lives, what in your life, what would the shift look like? What would the work that you'd be doing? What what would it be? Who would you be around? How would your coworkers support you? What would you get to do on your days off? What kind of energy would you have? What kind of food would you eat? What kind of commute would you have? What kind of things would you listen to on your commute? You have to get that specific when it comes to that dream or that vision about what your career could look like. And then you reverse engineer. You start with the end goal in mind and ask yourself, okay, what are the things, what are the types of careers or opportunities that I can seek out? And my friend, I didn't Google this, but I can only imagine the number that would pop up, pop up if I typed into Google, how many career opportunities are there in this world? There are thousands, like billions, millions, trillions, I'm sure. And here you are complaining about the one career job that you're in and telling yourself that you're stuck, telling yourself that there's no other option for you. So what do you do if you're ready to quit self-sabotaging your career and start living one that feels aligned? The first one is really taking an honest assessment of your readiness for change. Are you stuck in the pre-contemplative phase of I can't or I won't? Meaning you don't really have the desire or you realize, or maybe you don't even realize that something needs to change because you spent so long normalizing these feelings of, "Ah, I'm not where I'm meant to be, but it's okay, it pays the bills. Or are you stuck in the contemplation phase of I may or I might? You know, you start to ask some questions. You start to ask yourself, what is the cost of not changing Where do I see myself if I stay in this exact job six months or a year from now? And I don't know about you, but when I asked myself that, if I said, if I stay in this contract for six more months, I I don't even know the person that I'd be in six months. I wouldn't even recognize myself because even in those short 13 weeks, I didn't recognize who I was by the end. The things that once made me excited no longer made me excited. Sure, you know, on the outside, it looked like I was still showing up to the gym and I was doing those things, but I was holding on by a thread. And I think that just goes to show that you know, you can check it all. You can check mark all the boxes. You can have it all on paper. To others, you can seem like you have your life together. But if you truly don't feel that way, if you don't feel it in your gut and at your core, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks or what anybody else's perception of you is. The next phase of the readiness of readiness for change is the preparation. And, you know, you've made the decision to change. You have this mindset of I will or I'm going to. You start moving resources. You start networking. You start seeing whether jobs are out there. You start updating your resume. And then the action phase of readiness for change. You are making the freaking moves. You're submitting applications. You're going to interviews. You know, you're starting to go through your dream job checklist and asking yourself, is this career in alignment with what I know that I'm worthy and capable of, of what it is that I dream and desire and value in my life. So again, just to kind of recap those phases really quick, the pre-contemplative phase is you being stuck in this mindset of I can't or I won't. You don't have a desire and you don't really realize that there's something in your life that needs to change. But maybe my friend, because you're listening to this podcast episode, you have this rumble. So you have this knowing. You might be in the contemplation phase of thinking to yourself, well, I might, I could, I may. And again, a question to ask yourself if you're in this phase is, What is it costing you to stay exactly where you're at doing the exact same thing for the next six months, year, heck, even five years? And if you get this like clenched feeling of like, holy cow, something's got to change because I don't want to be living this same narrative six months from now, that is your friend. That is your signal, my friend. The preparation phase, you know, you've made that decision to change. You've started moving the resources, networking, updating your resume. The action phase is like making the money freaking moves, putting your money where your mouth is, not just talking about wanting change, but actually creating change, right? 
And it's really important as you are going through this career pivot or, you know, this career checklist, if you, if you will, asking yourself what skills really light you up. What are you really excited about doing throughout your day to day? What do people come to you for help with? Are you somebody that really enjoys starting IVs? Do you really enjoy handle conflict resolution? Do you really enjoy Excel or spreadsheets? Do you really enjoy organization? And, you know, looking at those little fine tuned skills that you really enjoy and asking yourself, okay, like how can I find a career that incorporates more of these things that when I show up to work, I'm more excited about the tasks or the things that I'm doing, right? And then the last question to ask yourself is, what do you value in the work that you do? What is really important to you? Why did you choose the career that you did? What do you value in the people that you work with? What do you financially value? What kind of money, dollar sign amount, not in an icky kind of gross way, but like pay transparency, it's 2022, let's get out of our own damn way and have these conversations, makes your work feel worthwhile. And when you know what you value in the job that you're doing and what you value in yourself and what you value in the people that you work with, you can kind of start to pick apart a career that aligns with that. And just using myself as an example, I know that I really value quality time. And by taking a local internal travel contract, I'm able to spend the evenings after work with my boyfriend. He cooks dinner, we get to eat together. I love that quality time. I'm able to spend time with my friends on the weekend because I'm not driving three and a half hours back home like I was at my first contract just to get home and have to unpack and you know repack and do all my laundry and all of those things. So it's like the little things that made the biggest difference. You know, same thing with the people that I work with. I get to spend quality time with my coworkers because they're actually in proximity of my physical address of where I actually live, which is so great because I still have that connection. Another thing that I value is freedom financially, you know, monetarily being able to travel and curate my own schedule. And so by still doing a local travel contract, I still have a little bit more pull than traditional staff nursing when it comes to scheduling, knowing that I put in my time off requests and it gets approved before my contract even starts. So I go into that contract knowing that, hey, I still have time for freedom and travel and the things that are really important to me. So these are just small examples of how I really started to ask myself, you know, how can I curate a career that is in alignment with what I value? Another example, I really prioritize my health, physical, mental, and emotional. When I was working night shift, I had no good sleep hygiene. I had no good sleep habits. You know, my gym time was up and down. I wasn't able to run like I wanted to. And, you know, having those things taken away from me, knowing how much I value them and how important they are to me was really, really hard for me to be okay with my health and my time being put in the hands of somebody else. And I want you to know that time is your most valuable resource. And if you're always giving it away to others, it's important to ask yourself, where do you have leftover for you? And I don't even want you to get the leftover. It's like, I want you to get the meat and potatoes. I want you to get the main course of your time and energy and then let everybody else have the rest. But not not all of it, just a little bit of it, you know? Because like protect your peace, protect your energy. But I hope that you 
just start to think about the things in your life that you value. When you think about how you fill your days off, what are the things that you're doing? Are you spending a lot of time outside? Are you spending a lot of time with other people? Are you spending money? Are you going on trips? Then that's how you can kind of start to outline what your values are. But again, self-sabotage is when you undermine your success despite your own wishes, dreams, or values. And I will scream this from the rooftop by staying in a career that tears you down or making pivots into something because it should be quote unquote the thing, climbing the corporate ladder or going back to school because that's what society deems successful is your own form of self-sabotage. You lessen your success despite what you value, wish, or dream. You have a TBD amount of days left here. Are you really going to spend it the way that somebody else wants you to because you're afraid of hurting your manager's feelings because you're afraid of leaving your coworkers behind? Guess what, my friend? If it is what is going to bring you career, life, fulfillment, satisfaction, make the damn pivot. But before you make the pivot, really think about what is going to be different when you go into this new job. Because if you go into the same, like a new job, a new shiny environment with the same old bad habits and the shitty internal environment, what's going to change? Probably not much. That shininess and that newness is going to wear off and you're going to be burnt out, unfulfilled, and unsatisfied with your career yet again. So you have to know what's going to change. And you also have to know why it's going to be different. Because if you just tell yourself that a new job or a new title is going to change your life, Let me just tell you right now, you're wrong. Because if you're not doing that internal work that comes along with making that shift or that pivot into that new environment, it's going to end up the same exact way. And I think back to Michaela sitting on the gross hospital floor in the locker room with my head against the lockers and making a promise to myself that I would never feel that way ever again. And I've honored that promise since that day. So what is the promise that you're making to yourself right now when it comes to your career? What are you going to honor inside of you and within you to find a career that's in alignment that supports you and your energy and your goals? And know that just because you checkmark the boxes on paper doesn't mean that it checkmarks the boxes inside your heart. And I don't know about you, but living up to the legacy that I know that I was meant to and leaving the impact that I was meant to And knowing that my work is transformational, not just transactional, is something I value so highly. And you're somebody right now listening to a personal growth podcast. So I know that you care about the well-being of not only yourself, but of those around you. So how can you honor that truth and really step into that potential, right? So as always, make sure you tag me over on Instagram at Michaela underscore Robertson underscore. If you love today's episode, it means so much to me. And we're getting ready to hit a pretty big, exciting goal in the Built to Be community that will, at first, I didn't know it was going to happen by the end of the year, but it's for sure happening by the end of the year. And it's because you're here listening to this right now. This community would not be what it is without you. So from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate you endlessly. Before you go, I just wanted to let you know that I am so dang grateful that we are now on this journey through uncovering what it means to be you together. If you love this episode, make sure you share it with your friend or better yet, share it on social media and tag me so that way I know. Until next time, chat soon. 